Support for this episode of 9 to Thrive HR is brought to you by IBM. IBM helps you recruit your new stars, gain analytic insights, and engage employees to perform their best. To learn more, please visit ibm.com software slash smarter workforce. Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining us on another episode of 9 to Thrive HR, a podcast produced by HCI, where we discuss some of the most pressing issues facing talent management today and help surface ideas and solutions to those problems by speaking to experts and practitioners in the field. My name is Randy Kenny, and I'll be your host today. I'm joined by Dan Mayville, Executive HR Advisor at IBM Smarter Workforce. So let's get started with more about you, Dan. Can you tell our audience a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, sure. I, uh, I work within the Smarter Workforce Group at IBM. Um, my focus is to help organizations really sort through and think about um, what it takes to and what it means to embark on their analytics journey. Uh, my background is heavily weighted in HR analytics and analytics in general. And uh, um, so I have that, that great opportunity to help organizations really start to, to wrestle with this idea of beginning an analytics journey. And IBM is, of course, a well-known pioneer of computer technology. In a recent webcast, you discussed how we've entered the cognitive era of computing. What exactly does that mean? Yeah, so cognitive means that you, the tools that we're bringing to the market today have the ability to learn and to think and to interact with you uh, and to help you to process data in a much different way than we've been able to do in the past. The IBM Cognitive Initiative and the work that we're doing underneath this Watson umbrella is really focused on um, applying an advanced analytics capability to sort through the massive amounts of data that organizations have and to unsurface um, insights that are, um, are not really typically available to regular analytics approaches. So I I guess to summarize all of that, we're introducing tools that have the ability to think with you, to collaborate with you, and to learn from you in in order to help you to accelerate um, the work that you're trying to do. You know, I recently saw an episode of 60 Minutes where they were discussing how Watson helps doctors find new and innovative treatments for cancer. How is similar technology being applied to HR concepts? Yeah, that was a fascinating episode, and, and I would just broadly tell people to just explore the, the contributions that Watson is making in uh, in all kinds of industries, the automobile industry and helping cars to help you be safer, smarter. Um, but, you know, specifically within HR, our strategy is to, to recognize that, um, you know, the complexity of talent is significantly higher than what it's been in the past. And we, we have an abundance and availability of data that uh, has just been kind of building and, and storing, but we've not been able to reclaim any of that data. And so our strategy is to deploy these cognitive capabilities to help recruiters to find better candidates, um, to understand how to um, develop our talent within the organization and to give individuals, that our people, to, to enable them to interact with Watson and then explore um, their own development and their own career pathing, to have that kind of career coaching to help individuals make themselves more competitive in the roles that they're in today, um, but then to also explore what are those kind of re-careering opportunities within an organization that I might be qualified for what do I need to make myself competitive for other opportunities within the organization? 
and to provide that kind of interactive um, capabilities. Uh, I think the, the cognitive work that we're doing in HR is going to really kind of increase and enhance and accelerate that the organizational interaction, the dialogue with our people, uh, and allow our people to participate a little bit more uh, than they've been able to do traditionally. And so it's going to be an accelerator of development, uh, accelerator of the value proposition that our people bring to the organization, um, and it's going to make people feel a greater sense of connectedness to the organization. Let's talk a little bit more about bringing value to the organization. What role would you say HR analytics uh, play in helping CHROs really become a strategic partner in the business? Yeah, I think with the with the advanced analytics capabilities that we're now being introduced into HR, I think we're going to kind of transcend those traditional HR metrics where we focused on turnover and we focused on uh, performance ratings and development and having a very kind of narrow perspective on succession planning. And and we're going to allow or enable our CHROs to to be a strategic partner at the, the executive board meetings. And so when we talk about what is it going to take for an organization to achieve its sales growth or to succeed as it enters new markets um, or to as the market requirements are shifting for an organization, the CHRO is now going to be in a much better position to talk about how we can align our human capital assets within the organization to those strategic outcomes. We're now going to have a CHRO that can talk about how do we drive revenue? How do we increase revenue by better, more strategically leveraging the human capital part of our organization? And so that's that's a conversation, that's a vantage point that our CHROs have never had before. And advanced analytics and analytics capabilities are going to be absolutely what's going to enable them to have that kind of credibility and those kind of insights. And what, what types of insights would you say the C-suite is looking for when they turn to the CHRO um, and are looking for those HR analytics? Yeah, it's, uh, again, you know, every CEO will talk about um, the people of their organization is what really defines the value prop of the organization. And, and I think when you, you know, when we've done some of our business value assessments and our, um, our C-suite studies, what's interesting is in every um, C-suite office within the executive board, they're, they're thinking about the two, really three primary drivers, the business imperatives and how that's going to affect the organization, how technology is going to be disruptive, and then most fundamentally at the bottom of that, how do we align our people and our skills and our capabilities to respond to those things? And so I think the the C-suite is, has always had a people focus. In, in every organization, there's, there's always a tremendous people focus. Now I think that that's progressing to uh, a level of complexity that gets to the skills of our people and the capabilities of our people, and it's going to help organizations think through what's the right mix of people to apply to a job, to apply to a, a business project. Um, it's going to provide the capabilities to think about what's the right mix of internal resources to external resources. And so uh, organizations are starting to think about their people and the human capital component and the mix of people in a totally different way because it's now gotten to the point where people are uh, a major part of solving and responding to 
those business imperatives. And so people are becoming more and more a part of the conversation and the skills of the people across all of the different offices within the C-suite. Great. And uh, one last question for you, Dan. Um, There's a huge abundance of available data out there. And that's, of course, one of the things that allows Watson to do what it does. Uh, What advice would you give to our podcast listeners today on how to prioritize the types of data they collect so they can draw the most meaningful and actionable insights for their business? Yeah, I, I, um, first of all, I would say that, uh, that the more organizations, you know, stand still and think about and talk about and, and kind of plan what they're going to do, the, the more they really kind of identify and create these artificial barriers to entering into that. So what I would say, first and foremost, is kind of the, um, you know, the Wizard of Oz and following the Yellow Brick Road. You, you, you literally should just focus on beginning. And um, if you've got whatever sources of data you have available today, just start to put those in place. And, and I think once you get into the activity of interacting with your data, then that will quickly inform you as to um, the robustness of data from one system to another. Um, it will quickly help you to identify where you have an, uh, a need to refine your data a little bit. Um, but you're never going to have perfect, clear, clean, well-structured data. Um, you're, you're always going to have some of those, a little bit of slip and traction as you, as you start to embark on it, on your analytics journey. And I think that the key is to just roll the sleeves up, take the data sources you have that are available to you, and start to interact. And, and for you, first of all, you'll learn what you didn't know about your data. And as you then begin your second step on your analytics journey, then you'll begin to refine. But, but while you're refining and learning about your data, you're also learning about the organization and you're being able to surface and respond with insights that'll be uh, of, of value to the organization. So start with whatever data you have and um, just begin to do the work and then kind of refine and build and, and enhance as you go. Dan, thank you so much for being here today and taking the time to chat with us about analytics and talent acquisition and cognitive HR. We appreciate it. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. If you want to learn more about cognitive HR, you can visit ibm.com slash Watson slash talent. I do want to thank all of you tuning in and encourage you to subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed what you heard. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Smart Radio, and on the YouTube channel HCI Talent. Lastly, one more big thank you goes to IBM. Without their generous support, HCI couldn't deliver great content like this. If you're interested in learning more about what we discussed in today's episode, you can find more resources at hci.org. For 9 to Thrive HR and all of HCI, this is Randy Kenny.